Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am Nicole BZ and you know everything. You do. You know everything, I promise. The answers are all within, but how frustrating is that when all you want is answers? So we're going to talk about how to stay relevant in an AI world. There is so much discussion on AI right now, artificial intelligence and smart learning programs and not everything out there actually is AI. However, it would probably behoove you to at least begin to wrap your head around not only what is AI, but how can AI support you? And you're probably already using it. When you, I don't know if you're something like over 50% of households, I feel like I've been using stats that are 50%. I'm quoting headlines, which are probably not even doing the research because it's not, it would probably not be hard to disprove or prove 50% of dot, 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 right? But I digress. What we're going to talk about today is if you're worried about staying relevant, firstly, you're worried and that's going to affect your life, your livelihood and your experience. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how you can start to use AI both in your life and in your business. And then lastly, we're going to talk about a few different ways you can explore thinking about potentially engaging with or just reframing your mindset around AI. And I can only assume you're watching this because that would be of value to you. If for no other reason than to stop freaking about Skynet, stop freaking out about Skynet taking over. And Despite all the doom and gloom, despite all the predictions, despite all the fear mongering, which is clickbait, my friend, it is compounding. Fear is cannibalistic. Fear feeds on itself. The more fear, the more fear. That's why worrying turns into anxiety, right? And so the, the more, the scarier the headline, the more likely you, you are to click on it. And then we could just create more of that. So like, there's nothing else that I do in my work and in my service. I hope it is to pattern interrupt the fear and the worrying. I also am a firm believer and a, not just hypothesizer, someone who is constantly testing mindset, not just in myself, but in hundreds of people that I work with, and then doing research on what happens when we actually choose the desired end result, as opposed to hyper fixating on the thing that we don't want and not actually doing anything about that in the first place. I digress. The point of this being, let's talk about AI because it's fucking happening regardless of your thoughts on it. It is both terrifying and exhilarating. I can't predict the future. No one can, but we can't ignore the present. And that is that AI is the number one buzz term on the internet might have a reason to do with why I'm doing this, this video. And also, it could potentially be the biggest game-changing tool of your entire life, our collective lives, our global experience. You can play with it. You can have fun with it. You can install a chip in your brain and marry it. You can also completely ignore it. I don't know that ignoring it's going to make it go away. And I'm pretty sure denying its existence is not going to prevent whatever the fuck it is that you're freaking out about. So first things first, let's talk about can AI replace you? Can you stay relevant in an AI world? And I don't, I don't even think that's the right question. Humans create and connect. 
And even if I heard this the other day, I thought it was pretty hilarious. Even if we are the interface so that AI can experience the physical world, that means we're still of use, right? Like I personally believe there will be things that humans are irreplaceable in doing. And now you can take whatever dystopian fucking the horror story version of that. Sure. I'm going to choose to lean into the positive aspects. Maybe AI is the thing that solves the pollution problem. Maybe AI allows you to finally write your book. Maybe AI plans the ultimate affordable vacation for you so that you don't have to think about AI anymore. It's already actually doing all of those things. So let's talk about how we can start using AI on an individual level. Then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how businesses can create a plan to implement AI. And hopefully we're going to have some fun with it. I'm going to share a link in the show notes. It's 388 apps that are already connecting people to AI in a manner that is completely customizable. So whether you're booking a travel trip, whether you're researching recipes for a dinner party, whether you're trying to galvanize a workforce and create productivity and communication and synthesis in a way that hasn't been done before, there is an app for that, my friend. You saw that one coming, didn't you? I think about it almost like imagine a librarian who is standing at the entrance to the library and you can walk in and say, I need excerpts on everything I'm wildly interested in, organized in this order so that I can plan the the ultimate backpacking trip and know exactly how much weight I'm going to use at each junction, how much food I need to buy, put the grocery lists in, order it, schedule the delivery, have somebody ready. Like We're getting to that level of data analytics and synthesis and production. Like I love getting lost in a library or a bookstore, but I don't know a lot of people that do. (laughs) My people, no, that's not even true. Most of my people don't. Um, And most people are, are reading audiobooks. You can use AI to now not just capture your thoughts in real time. I could turn the transcription of this into a collection of essays, get that published in a book, get the artwork created, and get it released on a publishing platform in a day. That's insane. The other thing that I personally think is very cool about AI, it's accessible to everyone equally. The only thing holding somebody back is what it is that they want and their ability to go after it. You can go into a library with a free computer and free internet access, and at the very least, watch a video on how to prompt AI to get you what you want. We've never had this level of access. You could literally ask for the reading list of the best MBA program or the best PhD science program or like whatever, like literature program. And it would give you that reading list. You could then ask for summaries of each one of those books. And I hear what you're saying. That is plagiarism. That is intellectual property, copyright violations. And the biggest lawsuit ever in history was just filed by Getty Images because I want to say synthetic AI, synthesis AI, something with an (laughs) SAI. Uh, use their images to train the smart learning programs and protocols to create images and they did not get permission from Getty. And so this is changing the way we think about idea ownership. It is the exchange of human beings, the exchange of products and services and ideas that has, I believe, 
pushed forward our evolution. It has allowed us to stay sedentary and specialize, which then literally changed our physical, mental, and emotional bodies and continues to do so. So we are on the precipice of another one of those evolutions. And again, you can embrace what is here and happening. You can learn, you can then adapt and evolve. Darwin's theory of, I'm going to say evolution. I know it has a different name than that. You are listening to this because you want to learn more. You want to figure out what to do. I'm going to give two more situations, personal and um, anecdotal, a friend of mine. But hopefully they also show you how even in the dark night of the soul, the dark ages, the, the current economic, political, global experience we're all sharing, AI can help. And this is a friend who is in IT, someone who could very easily be worried about being replaced by AI. She's been out of work. She's probably going to listen to this. So you know who you are. I love you. Thank you for letting me share your example without permission. Uh, it's not a client though. So it's a little different. She's been out of work since the beginning of the year, dutifully researching job opportunities, doing, you know, updating each cover letter, updating each resume, applying for each job very carefully, very intentionally, probably getting, you know, three to five jobs a month, yielding two-ish interviews a month. Through the use of AI in the last, I would say, six weeks, she's using AI to screen for jobs all around the world. So letting AI do the job searches for a very, very specific, very narrow criterion. She's now applying for 10 jobs a day because she is also using AI. And these are separate apps, different apps. So one's doing job searching, one doing, one is doing resume writing, one is doing cover letter writing. I, the, the only other AI involved might be in like beautifying the Zoom um, camera, which uh, we've all been doing that for a while. Have it, my friend. I see you. Uh, so she's now applying for 10 different jobs a day. She is getting six, five to six interviews a week because her, her resume and her cover letter are so much more effective because AI is drafting it. AI is also screening the thousands of resumes that get applied to for every job because people are very much looking forward. And I don't care what the unemployment numbers say. I look around in the world. I see huge amounts of unemployed people. And yet, like unemployment is down, at least in the United States. But the point being, she is using AI to transform a process and it has been 10 times more successful. So she's getting the results that she was getting. And this is just in the last two weeks. So she's been able to apply for math, BZ, 100 jobs, and she's gotten like 15 interviews. And the, I mean, like the effectiveness of this is wild. So me personally, um, I've been using AI for fun to help me with ideation and improvement. So with these episodes, we're typically inspired by the conversations that I get to have all day, every day. And I love that. I love sharing that with you. As I move to a new platform, because 80% of people are looking at video content, I think it's something like 86% of content being consumed by people is video. So I realized I needed to shift to video, which means I needed to be on YouTube. That particular platform demands a hell of a lot of content creation to get the ball rolling. Also, and you've heard me say this a million times, I, in order to test data, to tell a story through numbers, you need a data set, which is at least 30. I'm saying 30 days. So I'm putting out my pretty standard content 
on a new platform. I'm also creating shorts, which is a new style of content. So I'm just going to kind of like blitzkrieg. I'm going to give myself 90 days. And from that, I'm going to be able to tell a really strong story. I'm going to know what kind of content works, what kind of a whole bunch of different things, right? That is an insane amount of content for me to create. So I started using AI to help with not just idea generation, but also research. What would have taken me a week to research in terms of looking up studies and articles? Um, and I, I read all of that stuff because I love reading. It's now taking me like an hour. I can look, I can, I can summarize 15 different articles and studies and from reputable sources as well, not just from some blog or someone else's anecdotal evidence. Um, when people start quoting me because AI is just great, my blogs, good luck, my friends. But the point being, I can do a week's worth of research and I can create three months worth of content and the amount of time it used to take me to just do a week's worth of content. So it is very much increasing my efficiency. I'm also able to test things that I just, I didn't, I didn't have the scope for. So I'm testing like popular topics on YouTube. I'm testing trending topics on Pinterest and on the internet. Like it's allowing me to do the type of content creation that someone who is a full-time content creator, which is absolutely not what I am. Uh, this is something I do uh, as more of a, 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 like a flag post. That's not the word. Like it's like a, hey, over there, there's somebody talking and you might be interested in what they have to say. And then there's a million different ways you can work with me, right? But I'm not a full-time content creator. And I can now produce a like-minded amount of content as and, and I believe at least carve out my little space here on, on these platforms. And then I'm going to be able to fine-tune it and really delve into the quality as opposed to the quantity. So that's my own experience. I mean, another friend of mine is using an app an AI app that anytime she says Carla in an email, like Carla will take care of that or I'll get Carla onto that or Carla can schedule that. It triggers this software to put something on her calendar, um, research potential times, restaurants. It's, it's a pretty complex system that she's using, but she doesn't have to pay for an assistant. So some of you uh, virtual assistants out there might be freaking out, but like, what if you used Carla? <laughs> so that you could service 15 different executives instead of just two. So stop worrying about if AI will dot, 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 and start wondering how AI might help you. You know, all of those things that you complain about, all of the things that you wished you just had more dot, dot, dot with, there's 388 different ways AI can help you. Whether it's planning your public transportation in the morning, to planning that vacation, to doing your budget, to yielding real-time price points for real estate or stocks or investments to, I mean, you would be able to see how much everybody is getting paid at, with your particular job title or your desired job title or their particular skill set. Like you can use AI, figure out how to make it work for you. You just hired your first personal assistant. Even if it's just like my partner who loves to cook, looked up a recipe was then able to um, send that recipe to the grocery store that we shop at, plan a dinner party. Like if I have three people coming over for dinner, one of them's vegetarian, one of them's gluten-free, which recipes are going to be the best for it? Look at those recipes, pull some of those recipes, add it to his existing list, order the groceries and have them delivered. He did that like while eating his own dinner last night. So automate your processes. What are all of the things that you're doing in your day-to-day? -day? How can you use AI to create efficiencies in that? 
if for nothing else, to simply repeat the process. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, if every Monday looks a certain way, if every Tuesday you're buying, you're purchasing the same products, you're going to, you know, top up supplies, like, can you create or use some form of AI to help manage, replicate, and improve that process? You can also, with doing that, and in business, especially like as an example, if you're having the same meetings with the same agendas with the same KPIs being measured, can you send out an email that, that queries all of that information and then produces it in the next agenda? So people aren't having to do it. They might not, depending on your systems, they might not even need to look into it. So a lot of my people have phone call systems. They have CRM systems. They have calendar systems. They have teams, meetings. There is AI that will, that will go through the metrics, will add them to the meeting agenda, will project if those metrics look like they're going to hit the desired targets. And then that's what you can talk about instead of everybody just going over their to-do list for the last week. Then you can scale it. So first, you figure out what AI can do for you. Then you leverage how that can make you better at your jobs. Then you can grow it and scale it. So this, this comes from more of like an organizational standpoint, but looking at your values, looking at your mission, your vision, your purpose, how can this new ability to analyze the data, report on the data and project the data enable you to get better at achieving your big picture, big ticket, uh, what do we call them? The rocks in your vision map. This all sounds like, even as I'm talking about it, it feels very amorphous, but I, I hope what I'm doing is also stepping out of plan. First, figure out some ways you can use AI. Secondly, figure out how you can leverage that across your organization. Third, figure out how you can scale it. How can you make it more impactful and more useful? And then finally, you can use these technologies to start generating the plans. Um, and it's literally like building out your business plan and your marketing plan at that point. And this then informs your workforce because you're going to start to get very, very clear on the resources that you need, on the skill sets that you need, on the cash flow, potential challenges, like anywhere you feel like your business might be lacking, AI can help you see that clearly and much quicker so that you're not left in the lurch in six months or six years. You're actually building an organization that is scaling with a mission to I know HR thinks a lot about this, like not who do we need to hire today, but who are we going to need to hire in six months? What executive skill sets are we going to need to be implementing? If you're scaling at some point, you're probably going to need to introduce some experienced leadership. You might need to do a massive hire in terms of entry-level positions so that you can get the sales so that you can continue growing. AI can not just help you identify those needs, but the timelines behind them. So there's no one size fits all answer to those questions, how you use AI, how it can optimize your experience, even if it's just creativity, <laughs> cooking a better dinner, making some art, finally writing that book, putting together playlists for music, that will optimize your experience, my friend. <laughs> so I am not going to la, 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 listen to the people who tell me AI is not for me. It's the devil, blah, blah, blah. That's like saying my electric tea kettle is the devil. Okay. I know. I know some people might actually believe that. That's fine. Like I drink a hell of a lot more tea, which makes me a much happier person. I'm not telling you, you have to believe this, but the question that this episode seeks to answer is how to stay relevant in an AI world. And I would, I would start with simply challenging 
you are relevant, my friend. You are unique. You are special. You have something magical to offer. And AI can help you with that. So let's pretend that's true. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm just asking you to explore that list of 388 apps. Open up ChatGPT. I've got it in the Discord container. There's a channel for it. There's also MidJourney. You can have a play with creating some art, using ChatGPT to write some prompts for you, write an article for you, do some research for you, write a thank you letter to somebody, like redraft your resume, um, put together a recipe for you. Uh, I heard someone did a guided meditation for success and abundance. The first thing you have to figure out is what do you want? And then the second thing you have to ask yourself is, could AI help with that? And if you choose to believe that answer is yes, then you're going to get to explore. And it can be fun. It can be whatever your value set is. Maybe it will just make life easier. Maybe it will make life simpler. Maybe you're a minimalist. What's the minimalist approach to this particular query, need, desire? Maybe you're not going to fly on airplanes anymore because of the carbon, the, uh, carbon deficit that it causes. AI can help you plan a commute trip for that. <laughs> so once we recognize that efficiencies and optimization can actually yield a better world for everybody, what I would challenge you, my friend, is to stop worrying and start creating. Don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. If all you're doing is worrying, you're going to create whatever that fucking problem is. I know that sounds super cheesy. But if you're a worry wart, how many problems do you have? Those people that are just tripping the light fantastic and skipping through life down easy street are not worried about problems. They don't experience a lot of them. And that might feel obnoxious because they expect you to be the one that takes care of it. I think in the last episode, I was talking about the quiet quitters. Like the quiet quitters are relying on the um, overworkers to carry them. Maybe. Maybe the quiet quitters are just worrying about themselves and just doing whatever they need to do to get through it. And you don't have to pick up their slack or let that weigh on you at all. This could be the thing that saves the world. And if you bank on that, if you choose to believe that, then I think we're going to get there a hell of a lot faster than if we continually worry about what AI might, what AI might do one day. Like, I would love for you to prove me wrong on that. <laughs> prove me wrong that if you and, and anybody who watches this and anybody that you share this with and anybody who hears it uses AI to better themselves and better everyone else, that we won't create a better world. And lastly, I want to circle back to that resource yourself. <laughs> like, I, I guarantee you've complained about something today. What if AI could help with that? I guarantee you wanted help with something. What if AI could be that thing that helps you get it? Like, what if you suddenly have the tools, the resources, the tech, the skill set, the like I've I've never been a graphic designer. Canva, which has a free option to use, has generative AI art now. You can take a picture, you can cut out, you can put whatever backgrounds you want. Maybe it's just a dream into the dream beyond the dream for you. If you've ever felt under-resourced, AI can help with that. Why wouldn't you allow that? Just because of some prideful, fear-mongering potential that it could be the devil? And by, like, I am not saying everyone is going to use this power for good. But what I am saying is with great power comes great responsibility. And I believe it was Spike Lee that actually said that. 
be part of the solution. Stop complaining. Start having fun. Bring more joy into your experience. Make a silly meme or silly GIF or fun playlist or an inspiring adventure where you can go out and play. Let AI help with that. Let AI help with your work. Let AI help with your financial situation. Let AI... There's a personal trainer um, on that 388 list where you can create workouts for yourself. And if you're a personal trainer, let AI help you do that so that you can double your client load and you can reach your clients more effectively. I'm going to stop there. So I think I've covered it. I think I've made my point. If you've got any questions, if there's anything I can ever do for you, please find me in the Discord container. The link is below. It is free to join. It will always be free to join. Yes, I'm going to like talk about cool things that I'm doing and ways that you can engage in an exchange of value with me. That is not the purpose. It's to connect you with like-minded people so that we can inspire each other, play with each other's art. That sounds a little weird. You know what I'm trying to say. Any questions, anything I can make a whole episode for you about, hello at NicoleBZ.com or pop it in the Discord container. I set out a newsletter occasionally called The Loop. It's typically what I've been obsessing over. I don't know why I'm doing that right now. I always like get distracted at the end and then try and start doing other things. I should just stop. Look for the look for the end record button and say adieu, my friends. I love you. Wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for being here. 